You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. A reading from Paul's epistle to the Romans. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self. But I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. The word of the Lord. Now let's pray together again, just like yesterday. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command, and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let's begin. We'd all like the I ought to's of our lives to be conjoined with the I want to's. And yet, we're all three days away from tabloid news, and most of us are on day two. Maybe you've heard that line before. That's a quip from my former colleague, and it really encapsulates the opening line of the collect. You alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. If we're really paying attention, it's a pretty offensive notion. Even good Christians who acknowledge the fall and human limitation might recoil when told we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. And yet, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable, is step one in Alcoholics Anonymous, the most popular and effective program to treat alcohol use disorder. A way to help us get over the offense, which all who continue in AA have to get past too, might be to learn that this wasn't the original opening line in the collect in the first few centuries of the church. Some of us with theological chops might think, well, it must have been added by those pesky reformers who couldn't help 
but highlight total depravity wherever they could. But the history of this colic is far more interesting. The line was added in the 1600s after the English Civil War and the religious wars of Europe. After a century of carnage and chaos, the assemblers of the 1662 Book of Common Prayer decided to tweak the opening line. As good as it used to be, no more would this be a prayer for church unity, though that's exactly what they wanted. Instead, it became a desperate cry for help. They realized they needed to get to the root of the problem. We have become unruly. Our wills are out of sorts. God alone can bring into order our wayward affections. In this prayer, we're not merely praying that our behavior might change. We're asking for a complete makeover. We're crying out for a heart transplant. In the words of the black church, our desire is to be seized by the power of a great affection. We need our loves to be reordered because we are what we love. Having geeked out once again about the opening line of a collect, what are we actually asking for in this prayer? We pray for the grace to love what he commands and desire what he promises. In other words, we're asking God to give what he commands. We need a power from outside of ourselves to save ourselves. Now, if you were in my Christian education class, you heard me say this already, but I'm going to say it again. Life is long. Sure, life is short. But it's also really long sometimes. Just think about when you or your friend was converted, or the last time you were riding a spiritual high. You thought it last forever, that nothing could shake this feeling, and yet the dry patch came. The methods you once used to fire up your faith didn't work anymore. You've experienced the dry, the dark night of the soul. Maybe some of you in this room are there now. The colic takes seriously what it terms the swift and varied changes of the world and of our hearts. And so we pray that among these manifold shifts, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Friends, this is the most beautiful collect of them all. Your former dean, Paul Zoll, calls it the collect par excellence. And he wrote a book on the collects, so he would know. Peter Toon says the same thing, and he knows a thing or two about the Book of Common Prayer. What are we praying for in this collect? We are praying that our desires, that our affections might change 
and how do they change? Isn't it frustrating? The very thing I want to do, just like St. Paul says, I tend to do the opposite. Sure, I get to the gym, I wake up and get to work on time, because those aren't things I struggle with. And I'm not going to talk to you about the things I struggle with. But what are the things that you struggle with? The things that you just can't quit. The thing that you want to take on more than anything else. And despite your best efforts, you fail again and again. How do our desires change? Well, it's like falling in love. You can't force it. It simply catches you. And yet, romantic love doesn't really have legs. We all know that people fall out of love so easily. So how do we stay in love with God's promises? How do we keep his commands like a a song that might be stuck in our head? like an earworm that we can't forget, even if at times we may want to. Just like I was trying to stop singing this Hootie and the Blowfish song on the way into work this morning. Short answer is that this is God's doing. I mean, we already established that in the first line of the prayer. He alone is the one who, I guess I said this again, before here, and I'm going to say it again. He alone is the one who makes a way out of no way. We need more than behavior modification, what the church is so good at and keeps doing. What we need is a heart transplant, and only God can perform that. And friends, quite frankly, and it's going to seem very obvious after I say it, But the reason why we pray for our affections to be changed is because we can't do it. We don't have it, so we're praying for it. We can't enact it, but there is one who can. And there is one who will. So what do we do? What can we do? One Just like our friends in AA, we surrender. We pray the serenity prayer, and we take it seriously. And two, honestly, this is about being in a good church. This is about hearing the good news of the gospel over and over again, like that song that gets stuck in your ear, and you start to believe it. From sermons to songs to gracious community, this is how it gets stuck in us. In short, this is really about being in a good church, a place like the Cathedral Church of the Advent. And it's about being there every single week, a place where you're not going to be lectured to, a place where you're not going to be criticized or worse, told to try harder, as if that ever changed anyone's heart. Look at your own spouse. 
This change is enacted by being fed with the gospel and the sacraments and gracious community. And again, we come week after week, whether we like it or not, because life is long. And our feelings, they wax and they wane. But the one-way love of God for sufferers like you and me when it is proclaimed over us week after week in the highs and the lows and the whole lot of in-between, we might just find that these promises that we're praying for birth in us. We might just find them happening to us we might just find our hearts fixed where true joys are to be found. My friends, may God effect a heart transplant in you and me and bring together what we ought to do with what we want to do. This is his work and his work alone. May it be so. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.